Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of La Bruja Galactica podcast. Today, I have a really special guest, my good friend, Ivory, Ivory Moody. Welcome. 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 Thank you. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking on a lot of different subjects, but we want to focus on our experience here in Chile. Ivory has been here a lot longer than I have uh how many years have you been living here? Um, all together, maybe about 13 to 14 years. Why don't you tell a little bit about that story? Like, like how you first came here? No, just talk a little bit of background. How you first came to Chile and what made you want to stay here and why you're still here? Because um, so many people want to know that. Well, it's an interesting, interesting story, but I'll just make it short. Um, you know, I basically met a person in the United States who was from Chile. And um, when I found out that she was from Chile, I was kind of intrigued because I'd never heard of the country Chile. I thought it was somewhere in Mexico. So the first thing I asked, being that I was, you know, young and ignorant, I asked her, what type of Indians do you have? And do you have monkeys and horses? And she was like, yeah, we have a lot of Indians running around with born arrows. We have monkeys. We have everything. Why don't you come down and see? So I believed her. Came down here like six months, seven months later, and I said, "Okay, where are the, where are the Indians and where are the monkeys?" She's like, "You idiot! This is Chile's, just like United States. We have cities, cars. There are no Indians. There are no monkeys." So you know, when I came, I liked it. A lot of love, a lot of um, interesting people. It was a different culture, um, different language. So I decided to stay because I actually fell in love with the country itself, um, the beauty of it. Um, the language, the way the Chilean people speak, um, the history, most of all, and um, the people were pretty, pretty nice. A lot of, lot of, lot of genuine nice people in Chile. So that's why I'm still here. How do you feel like in comparison when you first got here? I remember that when we first met, that was like ten years ago. Um, you always spoke about how there was really you didn't face racism here. Yeah. I've, I've, How I've, is that in comparison to now, like seeing this flood of people from other countries who are black and or Afro Latinx coming from other countries and facing things now getting met with different type of hostilities or whatever compared to 10 years ago when you first got here? Well, when I first got here, you know, I was the only black person walking around in the street. I was the only black person in my school, the only black person in the university. I probably saw a black person every eight months, and it was like one or two, and he was walking, and he's a tourist, and he's a, you know, I probably saw him at a party or at uh, a club, but other than that, we didn't see black people, and if I did see a black person, it was a Latin black person, and they were basically cleaning something, or like a nana, a nana. Um, I didn't experience any racism, even to this day. I, the only racism that I have experienced was from those foreign people who come to Chile and bring their racism. And they were usually um, black foreigners <laughs> who would try to come and discriminate, thinking that I was another black Latin. But when they found out that I was American, the whole thing changed. They didn't show their racism to me then. So the racism now, or what I see that's going on in Chile, it's not a color, a racism towards color. Um, it's more of a racism of like what type of people are coming from what country. So if you don't come from a developed country or um, 
Argentina or one of those countries where the skin is fairly fair, then Chilean people won't really receive you that good. Because here it's mostly about classism it's, as opposed to colorism and racism. Exactly. It's more based in money. Like it's, if you're a poor black person coming from a poor black country, then they don't want to have nothing to do exactly. with Exactly. But if you're a black person with money coming from the United States, then they fuck with you. Yeah, or Europe or Australia. If you're black and you come from these areas, they have no problem with you're you. You're good to go. You're good to go. Um, but I, there's all there's different type of racism here. There's... So it's different. It's different, you know. Um, you have you have chilling people who 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 don't like black people. But if you're a good-looking black people, black person, you're all good in the books with them. Right. Or the hypersexualization of Dominican women. I feel like that's something that's like going on here, which happens. I think on their island as well. You know, Americans and Europeans go there and they hypersexualize the women, and they, you know, I mean. A lot of men treat Dominican women like sex workers, even if they aren't. But that's how... See, one thing about the Chilean people is this. They are not used to seeing black people. Or any other type of, let's say, uh, from India or from China. They're not really used to you know, interacting with these type of people. So, whatever you show them... That's what they're going to leave with because they don't know anything about you. So the black people who are coming to Chile, they're coming from the lowest class of whatever country they come from, whether it's from Colombia, where it's from Dominican Republic, whether it's from Peru. When they come, they're usually the poor class. And not all I'm not saying all poor class people behave this way. But I'm just saying, basically, when they come from certain classes, they usually come with a different type of culture that the Chilean people are not really willing to accept. And that's the difference with American or North American or European or Australian. When they come here, they come to settle in Chile. They come to be like a Chilean person. They don't come here. You won't see them celebrating their holidays. You won't see them here. Uh, trying to hold on to their language and culture, they will become Chilean. They will try to assimilate. They will assimilate. They will adapt. They will be celebrating all your holidays, and they will be happy to dress up like a wassail or, you know, dance Quaker. <laughs> They're happy because they come to be Chilean, to see the Chilean people. Well, the other countries, they usually come, and they try not to assimilate. They try to come with, keep their culture. Keep their culture come here with their culture, their way, their accent, and they won't try to lose any of it, but live in Chile. And Chilean people are not really receptive to that. Word. Word. That's my, you know, my experience. Or no, what I've I noticed. totally see that. You I know? totally definitely see that. So when you say the sexualization of Dominican women, they sexualize themselves. Uh, you can only, what I've noticed is that people will only treat you the way you Show them how you want to be treated. The way they perceive you. The way that, but you have all that power to, the way a person perceives you, you can change that depending on you. Okay, so when you have a lot of these Dominican women or a lot of these uh, Latin Afro women who come here, they're young, let's say 19, 21, 22, and 3, all the way up to like 28 or all the way up to 30, with no education. 
but they do have beauty and body. And what are they going to do here? You think they're going to swallow their pride and clean floors and wash toilets? Not likely. Some will, but not likely. So when you got a chilling guy who's fascinated with you because you're, you're dark skinned. But, but do you think that that is a fetish, like it, it is fetishizing um, black bodies? Like, I feel like at one point or another, that might have happened to you as well. I feel like I, I actually witnessed how women used to fetishize you as being the only black body around and how, I don't know, it's almost in a way dehumanizing of, of that black it, body. As a, as, a, as a man who's not overly sexed, I can speak and say that's not cool. But if I was to speak as a normal man, that's the coolest thing that can happen to a man. I remember, you know, I would meet white Americans who would be here visiting. And when they saw how the women were throwing themselves, they were like, why are you not taking them? And I would tell them, I don't want to be symbolized as a black toy or black meat. I want them to respect me. I don't want them to walk around and think that they can, you know, disrespect and just look like at a black man as around. meat. Like you're just like, like the per like the actual, you know, what everybody thinks, like their yeah. concept of, of black men and yeah. what they've been reduced to. Exactly. It's just and, laying dick around. And that's what a lot of them accept. Any any man will accept it, but being that you're black, that's not acceptable because that's what they're looking at you as and you're just telling them, yeah, that's what I am. If you look at a Chinese person or you look at the Arabics or the Indians, when they come here, men or women will say they look good, but that's it. They won't disrespect them. They won't call them out in the street, hey, mommy. But they do that to Dominicans. They do that to the Dominicans, the Colombians, the Colombians, to all the little Latin black girls or whatever. They do that to them, but they won't do that to certain others. Because even though that Chinese girl looks really good, them Chinese women carry themselves in a certain strict way. Like, you know, look at me, but that's it. Because you know you have no chance in hell with me. You know, so just look at me and admire me. But black women, well, not only black women, just... Usually from low, the low class, I hate to say it like that, but usually it comes out of a low class because they have no other option. They have no education. They have no money. They're in a different country. You know, survival skills kick in to survive now. That woman in her head is like, I have to survive. Any animal, any person will say, I have to survive. And when you don't have an education in South America, you pretty know, already know what the... There are only a few options. There's only a few women, options, especially for women. Especially poor women in Latin America. What there are, you are only do? a few options. There's only there, a few there, options. There, there we're, very, we're very limited, especially Afro-Latinx women, very, I feel like, are very limited Very in limited. Options. Very, you either become a slave and, and just clean your house, people's houses, and let them humiliate you, or you try to get an education... But it's very hard because usually if you're Afro-Latino or Afro-Latina, you're at the lowest of the lowest in the country. You have, you know, the lowest of the lowest. Or use your body. You know? And when you're in a country like Chile or a country like Argentina, men will play double for your black body. Because yep. it's exotic. It's exotic. That's you know? the thing. And that's what it boils down to. And isn't it interesting how you... I uh, just so everybody knows, uh, you know, Ivory has been conviviendo, or we're gonna code switch a little bit into into Spanish. Ha estado conviviendo Ivory con mucha una comunidad dominicana, 
por varios años, entonces tiene un, una perspectiva muy interesante como un, una persona negra de afuera de los Estados Unidos interactuando, ¿cómo se dice? Interactuando. Interactuando con, uh, con gente dominicana afro-latinex. Eh, es muy diferente y, y él ha estado haciendo muchas observaciones muy interesantes, especialmente en las mujeres dominicanas con quien él ha estado conviviendo y conociendo diferentes familias, niñas de todos tipos de edades, de, de niñas pequeñas, y cómo em, empieza eh, el, el odio contra su, su propia piel, su propio pelo, su cuerpo, y, y de dónde eso empieza y de dónde viene, es lo que también queremos conversar un poco de eso, de la perspectiva de él y, y qué ha observado los últimos par de años que él ha estado dentro de esa comunidad. Ay, uh, uf, me da un poco de un poco de nervio porque es un tema bastante delicado, un tema que no se habla mucho y muchos se, o sea, muchos tienen vergüenza porque no lo quieren admitir, no lo quieren aceptar y no, no lo quieren admitir. Um, según el dominicano, no, no hay racismo en su país. Eh, eh, según ellos, ellos no son racistas contra claro, los haitianos. Exacto. Según ellos, no existe racismo, eh, no son racistas contra los haitianos, uh, que todos son iguales, pero sus acciones muestran diferente. Sus acciones muestran que, para mí, es una de las gente más racistas que yo he, he conocido. Uh, yo he conocido muchos dominicanos acá en Chile que dicen que los chilenos son racistas. Y yo siempre les digo, no, yo lo encuentro que ustedes son mucho más racistas y ustedes llegan a este país con tu racismo. Y es tan común entre los dominicanos, es tan normal que ellos no lo pueden ver. Ellos no, no, no entienden porque es tan común para ellos. Es tan común decir, oye, mira tu pelo malo. O, Qué eh, o, o tienes que mezclarte con una persona blanca para mejorar la raza. ¿Han escuchado eso tanto subir que es normal? Me acuerdo una vez una, una madre, o sea, un hijo le dijo a su madre, mamá, en el colegio me dicen caca, o me dicen eh, negro feo. Y la mamá respondió, pero hay negro más feo que tú. Y yo estaba, y yo estaba pensando, como, ¿esa es la respuesta? En vez de decirle no, like, eres lindo, claro, eres hermoso, ¿qué te pasa? Sí, como, oye, ¿qué te pasa? Tú eres hermosa. No, hay negros más feos que tú. Hay negros más feos que tú. Y sí, son, ustedes son feos, pero hay uno más feo que tú. Y era de una familia. Eso empieza familia, de la infancia. De la o infancia. Sea, y que ellos son así, o Programación sea. de la infancia que le meten a los niños, igual como a las niñas, que hay que odiar su piel negra. Si son negros... El pelo, si tienen el pelo 4C, como le dicen allá, if you got 4C hair, you know, like just tighter curls. Crespo, and, yeah. el pelo crespo. Le dicen pelo malo, pero en realidad, como nosotros estábamos viendo en ese video de esas muchachas, mucho de eso viene de todos los químicos y procesos que le han hecho Exacto. al pelo y no tienen pelo malo. Y sabes lo que pasa, ellos pueden ser, pueden ser pobres, pero sabes lo que van a hacer, van al salón dos veces a la semana o más para esconder su pelo natural, para alisarlo, para estar seguro que nadie sepa que tiene pelo, según ellos, malo. Prefiere gastar toda su plata en eso, 
es increíble. Y, 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 y cuando tú ves a una dominicana, es muy raro verlo con su pelo natural. Y no porque él no quiere, sus padres le enseñan. Sí. Que tiene que arreglarte el pelo. Le, empie le empiezan a quemar el pelo muy, muy joven. Muy joven, muy joven. Y, y, pero ellos dicen que no son racistas. Pero yo solamente estoy mostrando cómo sus palabras y sus acciones muestran que sí, sí son racistas. Eh, cuando yo estoy caminando por la calle, tú puedes ver a un dominicano con cualquiera, con cualquier hombre, chico, feo, viejo, joven, eh, cualquier cosa, cualquier cosa. Si ese hombre tiene plata, puede tener, puede tenerle un, o sea, puede tener un dominicana, básicamente, porque ese dominicano si tú tienes plata no, no, no le importa cómo tú eres. Si tú eres blanco, mucho mejor, porque ahora tú puedes aclarar tus hijos y tus hijos pueden salir. Uh, con, con piel clara. Yo tiene, mira, una muchacha me dijo una vez, una dominicana, porque yo le pregunté, porque su novio era negro, y yo le dije, pero yo pensé que a usted no le gustaron los negros. Y me dice, sí, pero para tener hijos, un hombre blanco. Pero sí queremos a los negros. Así de simple. Y él le dijo tan... Como, Just a matter of fact. Claro, tan abiertamente. Y yo me quedé para adentro. Yo me quedé así como, pero ¿Cómo? Claro, para tener mis hijos con un hombre de piel clara o un hombre blanco. Tú sabes que para los dominicanos, un mulato es un blanco. Cualquier cosa que tiene piel clara ya está considerada mulato. mulato o blanco. Yeah. No quieren ser negro, no, jamás. Indio, indio claro, indio oscuro, blanco, blanco. Pero nunca Todo mejor que negro. Negro, nunca negro. Ellos nunca son negros. Anti-black as fuck. Anti-black, like a motherfucker. You know? Um, and it's strange because... They won't let you call them out. Like, if you call them out, that's a problem. You know, I can speak about them. And not only Dominicans. I'm going to tell you something. It's all of South America. You know, now we've lived this too. But this is back in the 50s or 40s. We had the same intent. We had to be taught. You know, Malcolm X had to come on, a, on the scene and tell us how beautiful we were. He had to come and tell us that you're beautiful black skin, you're beautiful nose. They've never had anybody in their country stand up and tell them how beautiful they are and that you don't need to uh, put on the cream to make your skin lighter or to perm your hair or to straighten your hair. No, they were only taught. Their mothers even teach them, get you a white man. Get your man with uh, light skin. In the media, so importantly, and that can tie into the next topic, is that en, en los medios sudamericanos, latinoamericanos, solamente se ven white latinx, solamente se ven latinexes blancos que son como yo. Yeah. Yo solamente me veo en los medios, pero mi hija no se ve, no. los, los afro latinexes no se ven, no. la gente indígena no se ve, no. porque, porque, porque simplemente no. no. Si uno está viendo Telemundo, no sé, uno de esos canales culiados que están ahí de, de, de ¿cómo se llama? De no, novela. Yeah. Solamente ves cuerpos negros e indígenas de limpiando. Limpiando. Solamente en, la, en las novelas salen limpiando. Nunca un protagonista. Nunca, nunca. ni cagando. Eh, y cuando yo voy a Jumbo, a Líder, whatever, y veo las revistas, ni cagando hay una persona indígena, ni cagando no. hay una persona mapuche, ni cagando hay una persona afro-latinex. No. Aquí en este país todavía están diciendo 
que no existen los afros chilenos. Sí, pero sí existen, existen, obviamente que existen y han existido. Han existido, hay una comunidad enorme afro, afro chilena en, Afri en, Arica. En, en Arica. Enorme. Me va a decir que no son chilenos, han estado ahí más de, más de cuántos, 100 años, que 300 años desde que la esclavitud terminó, se fueron no. para allá. Y estaban ahí viviendo, han estado ahí todo el tiempo, y es una comunidad con raíces. Eso sí. no va a decir que no son chilenos o que no son afrochilenos, porque así, ahí están. ¿Y tú crees que esa gente, esos niños, crecen toda su vida y nunca se han visto? Nunca se han visto afuera de su propio cuerpo. No. Lo mismo con la gente indígena, en todas partes de Latinoamérica. No, ellos no se ven y, no. y por eso se sienten invisible y esa ese sentimiento de sentirse invisible como ser humano y no verte afuera de tu propio cuerpo hace que tú empieces a odiarte y a querer ser otra persona porque dice ya yo solamente veo gente blanca entonces yo tengo que ser blanca o aparentar que sea como los blancos de pelo blanco ojos ojos claros para, ser y clara, para que me vean para, sí. no simplemente para que me vean para que yo existe sí. solamente para existir necesito ser blanca es o blanco idea. exacto y, y eso yo creo que podríamos Empezar un movimiento, weón, aquí en Chile, para poder pelear ese tipo de, de, de imagen. Que, porque, ¿qué vamos? ¿Cuánto, cuánto porcentaje de lo somos como yo? Nos, ¿Son que 20%, maybe? ¿20% del país entero se ven como yo? Y el resto se ven. Ni 20. Menos. Tú tienes ojos azules. O sea, sí. De, ni yo, 20%. Mucho menos de la población. Se nadie en mi familia se ve como yo. No. O sea, na, mi mamá, mi papá. Mi, mi mamá es blanca, pero tiene ojos rasgado como los mapuches, tiene pelo oscuro, tiene pelo súper, súper así, indio, largo. Mi, todos mis abuelos son de, de, de piel más oscura. Yo soy la única que se ve como una gringa, así. Y, y, y yo nunca he visto ningún otro tipo de persona que se vea así en la tele o en el medio chileno, Mira, los artistas. Te voy a decir una cosa, lo que me pasó acá en Chile. A mí me llama mucha atención los rasgos indígenas. Los rasgos nativos, digo yo. Me llama, me llama mucha atención. Me gustan. Y cuando yo estaba recién llegando a Chile, me acuerdo, yo, cuando yo vi a esas mujeres con pelo negro, largo, duro, con esa piel tostada, yo siempre les decía, uy, tú pareces indígena. ¿De qué tribu vienes tú? Y las mujeres, ¿qué? Yo no soy india. ¿Cómo? No. Y yo, pero tiene que ser la pinta. Porque para mí era una cosa exótica. Entonces sí. yo, no, yo, no sabía, yo no sabía que yo le estaba ofendiendo. Diciendo algo malo. Algo malo. Sí, porque, porque yo la encontraba. Yo la Aquí decirle india o alguien le claro, dice pobre, rasca, Claro, indio. claro. Y se sentían ofendidas. Y dicen que no eran de un nativo. Yo soy cualquier cosa. Yo soy mestizo. O mis padres vienen de, de España o como sea. Pero nadie va a decir que yo, que yo tenga la sangre india o la sangre nativa entonces ellos sufren la misma cosa que sufren los dominicanos que no quieren ser lo que son lo que son porque no se ven porque no se ven cuando tú ves la tele y tú no ves una mujer eh, con piel tostada con uh, cara de, de, de lautaro de capolicono de mabuchi tú no ves esas caras tú no ves caras de gente eh, que han luchado o sea voy a dejarlo así como gente nativa pero si sí ve gente rubia ojos azules, piel blanca, uh, alta, flaca, que pare, parecen a gringo, los gringos, a los gringos. Uh, y 
cuando yo estaba recién llegando al país, yo vi eso como el tercer día que yo estaba. Yo vi eso y nadie, y cuando yo lo mencionaba a los chilenos, no lo veían. Yo les, yo les decía a los chilenos, no, ustedes no lo encuentran un poco raro que toda la gente que viene de arriba son, o es una gente blanca, alta, rubia, ojos azules. Ustedes no ven eso. Y ellos no veían eso, so, pensaban que no, que ellos son, así se ven la gente con plata, así se ve la gente rica. No como hoy, los conquistadores siguen con la plata, en vez de yeah, mirarlo así. En vez de, en vez de pensar, <laughs> the colonizers are still in power. They still power. They literally are not letting anybody have anything to do with, with anybody, like nobody else that looks different has any power here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And like that is, that is really something to analyze. Es algo muy profundo que hay que analizar para poder uh, romper ese estigma que la gente indígena, que la gente uh, mestiza, la gente negra, no son profundamente intele intelectuales. Porque, porque uno no relaciona la, in lo, los in la gente intelectual con la gente oscura oscura o de otros colores. Solamente se... It's like that. Just everybody... Re relate like relates whiteness superiority to education and exactly. to and to and to having knowledge you know what i'm saying and like when in reality indigenous people and black people have had the knowledge from the beginning you know what i'm saying africa held all the knowledge from the beginning and every other culture sprouted from there so For us, para nosotros, para ti, para, para toda la gente que ahora está realizando, está viendo eh, el mundo como realmente es, para nosotros es un regreso de knowledge. It, it, it's just gaining our knowledge back. Exactly. It's not fucking, it's not learning. We are relearning because we already have that shit in our blood. We already fucking know. You know what I'm saying? We already have, we have that sacred knowledge within us and it's for us, it's just relearning it. When as, you know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to force our children and the next generations to conforming to traditional modes of education, to state-driven state, uh, education that only tells the history, like we were talking about earlier, that only tells the history of the colonizer. But you know what? Um, that's a really interesting um, conversation or subject because... What people don't understand is we were conquered by a stupid people. I'm sorry to say that. Everybody who has ties sorry, to... Sorry, colonizers. Them, yeah, I'm sorry to speak like Suck that. Suck a dick, colonizers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just... This is an anti-colonizer podcast. <laughs> I mean, I mean... I, what I, you know, I, I have no problem with these people in the country. Just I'm talking about the colonizers. Who, the, in that time, the ones who came and, you know... Murdered, murdered raped, raped and fucked up the country. Um... We were conquered by ignorant people, so therefore we are ignorant because we were their slaves, you know, the product of what they are. But knowledge was here way before the conquerors came. You know, they come like they were the founders, and this is why people praise them so much. is because they taught the people that you are the dummies, you are the stupid ones. When all along they were taught by Africans or by the Mabuchi or by the natives, you know, so 
it's just a matter of, you know, getting from up under the philosophy and the doctrine and the education of the colonizers. And that same story, it, it goes everywhere in the diaspora. Everywhere. Everywhere in the whole fucking, everywhere that the colonizers have gone to, to colonize, they... It's the same fucking story. It's the same rhetoric that they just went around calling everybody ignorant heathens because, you know, they didn't praise their one God and then they had different gods for different things. And so that was just barbaric. And, exactly. And, and uh, it was just it was in general just I mean, it was just like false, um, a false narrative that has been set in all parts of, of North and South America, especially in North and South America. Indigenous people all around our continent exactly have have told the same fucking story that if it, in reality if it wasn't for us they would have they probably would have died the first the first you know bad weather the first bad uh, climate just like the fucking pilgrims were dying off in North America the Native Americans should have just let them die. That, yeah, that, that they should have just let them they fucking die. But instead, because they had the the because they're good people and they're people of the land, they wanted to help their what they thought were other humans that they wanted to help them, and so they helped them. And that and was the, and then look what look what it cost them their lives. It cost them their whole existence, and now there's <clears throat> why I think it's so important to talk about indigenous rights and indigenous people and really bring that to the forefront because. They are the ones who are are endangered, bro. Indigenous people are on the brink of genocide all over the world. Like literally every motherfucking where, bro. Like in in Southeast Asia, in India, in every fucking Africa and fucking here in, in North and South America, everywhere. Indigenous people are in danger of being completely wiped out. And you got people who are really talking like the Brazilian president, bro. What's his name? Do you know his name? No, but he's a Nazi. He's a psychopath. And he, I mean, you, if you, I really, I really fucking encourage everybody listening to this podcast to read a little bit about the new elected president in Brazil. Because it's, oh my God, it's next level, bro. He is on some neck. He is like, he's like Trump's more shitty, awful little brother. Like, he, he is Trump's, like, clone but for the but for south america and he's like 10 times worse it's, it's incredible and and what he's trying to do and he's like straight up saying it he wants to take away the rainforest he literally wants to tear down the rainforest to make uh space for a fucking highway like uh, literally a highway bro the dude wants to destroy the rainforest so he could build a fucking highway okay he has literally said there will not be one indian left there won't be one indigenous person left. He said that the uh, indigenous people are dirty and stupid and, and they should have all... And that when um, the colonizers came, they should have killed them all off. That's sad. And it's, it's crazy. That someone can vote that's, him in office. That's why I don't believe that. I believe that it was cheat, a cheat. I don't believe that anybody... Because Brazil still has a, a large population of women as well, just like here in Chile. And he's also, aside from being a fucking sociopath and wanting to, like, murder off entire fucking communities of people, he also uh, hates women. <laughs> he's He also hates women and doesn't think that we deserve the same rights as men and has talked about raping women. He's a fucking, he's a nut job, bro. Like, he's a total psychopath and... 
and everything that he stands for, I'm seeing some mirroring here in the United in Chile with the militarization of the police in the south of Chile. And for people who don't know about that, um, the new president here, what's his name, Piñera? Piñera. The new president here in Chile, Piñera, uh, he just spent a whole shitload of money buying tanks, uh, water cannons, um, basically to just hyper-militarize the police in the south of Chile, not everywhere else, just in the south of Chile, where the Mapuche live and where they refuse to give up control. Because for all the people who don't know, uh, the indigenous Mapuche are one of the last... uh, indigenous people that that never that were never conquered on this on this continent they resisted and they're still resisting and it's just it's just really um interesting getting here at this time uh in chilean history because everybody's extremely aware of it now everybody's aware están todo todo el mundo está hablando de los mapuche todo tipo de gente no solamente la gente del pueblo también la gente con dinero también ha visto a gente realmente tratando de, de, de apoyar y, y por fin tratar de entender que, que hay que protegerlo hay que proteger a la gente mapuche hay que proteger a la gente indígena en todas partes del mundo pero aquí el aquí estamos en Chile y es la responsabilidad del chileno cuidar a los mapuche simplemente es ese esa es mi opinión y ahora por fin yo estoy viendo por lo menos mucha gente en mi círculo que están pendientes que están manifestando que están haciendo música para apoyar el pueblo mapuche y, y eso lo encuentro lo encuentro lindo y, y ojalá que, que no es un, como se dice, un fad. Ojalá que no es para populist, to popularize, uh, helping people Populizar. just for, yeah, for, for like Instagram and Facebook. I hope it's real. Ojalá es verdad, es, es de corazones porque realmente están despertando. Um, porque eso es algo que yo, que yo quiero trabajar en eso también. You, we can, but... That's going to be a, a, a work, a very difficult work, because one thing about uh, third world countries is they don't develop mentally. It's very difficult that they develop mentally. You know, they still have that same mentality as when the conquerors arrived. So That slave mentality, bro. Yeah, it's a slave mentality. It's the way they work. It goes, it goes across the board. It goes bro. across the and board. And you see it, and you see it so prevalent. Like, the way people work here, it's like the first thing that you really notice, like... People be at work here, like, they be working for free sometimes, bro. Like, yeah. two hours a day, they be there for free, like, some dumbasses, And bro. it's like, like you know, yeah, it's stupid. come home, just to come home and say, I worked all day and I had a lot of work. You know, not me. First chance you give me to sit down, I'm sitting down. You know, and if you let me sit there for eight hours, I'll sit there for those eight hours, then take my ass home. You know, but they don't have that mentality to, because they don't have anything else to do. In a third world country, you're, you know, I understand the, the, the saying, land of opportunities, when it comes to the United States, because they give you so many opportunities. That's one thing I can say about the United States. But outside, in third world countries especially, your options are very limited. You know, and they know that. So they don't even think further. They don't think, how can we get past this? No, we're gonna, they're going to use accept it, 
be complacent and live a mediocre life, you know, and that's what you see. That's what you see in a lot of them. They just won't have their own projects or their own goals. They're just happy to have a job. Yes. And I think you see that in a lot of underdeveloped countries. You know what I'm saying? I I heard somebody else talking about about how they wanted to move back to one of their countries. I think it was Colombia. And how they were just worried about how they needed to, like, prepare mentally for for hating as bitches, bro. Because bitches who are just stay, you know what I'm saying? Who just stay and are okay with just staying. When they see other women trying to move and do shit, it's like, oh, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I gotta start talking shit and making shit up and just being, like, mad dramatic and shit. And I think that you... I've already witnessed that here. You know what I'm saying? Yo ya... Como que ya lo ha visto así aquí. <coughs> Hay gente que simplemente no, le molesta ver algo diferente. Como que, como que realmente, o sea, por ejemplo, mis hijos no toman soda, right? No toman bebida, no toman Coca-Cola, whatever. No toman nada de eso, no toman ni jugo a veces. Aquí empezaron a tomar jugo una vez a la semana porque la gente culia no, no para, weón. O sea, es como, es como que yo estuviera haciendo um, un abuso a mis hijos porque no le doy Coca-Cola, weón. It, it's like... No, pero ¿cómo? Paula, que, ay, no, it's not a big deal, ¿cuál es el problema? ¿Por qué tienen que ser así, tan cuáticos? ¿Por qué, ¿Por qué eres tan cuática? Oh, eres vegana, I'm like, no soy vegana y no tiene nada que ver con ser vegana, no tomar Coca-Cola, porque no tiene nada que ver. Y, y como que realmente le molesta a la gente ver a una persona que tiene otra perspectiva, right? Y, y especialmente yo que vengo de los Estados Unidos, o ya están pensando que ella es diferente, pero ya en cuan, y cuando salgo con más weas diferentes, like, no, yo no como eso, yo no tomo eso, porque yo, porque simplemente me cuido de lo que estoy poniendo en mi cuerpo. No, no me echo perfume, no me lavo, yo no me baño en perfume, porque esa wea te hace mal y causa cáncer, y eso es muy hablado y muy conocido en los Estados Unidos, y aquí esa información todavía no ha llegado a Chile, todavía claro. la gente no, no sabe eh, eh, todo el caos que, que hace, o sea, el interlace entre la relación entre los químicos y el cáncer, y el quimi, los químicos y los problemas, you know, con, por ejemplo, like, las migrañas, hay, hay un porcentaje muy alto de la gente que le da migraña y no saben que por los perfumes y que realmente es por los perfumes sintéticos que le ponen al shampoo, a la, al jabón para la ropa, al jabón para tu cuerpo, todas las, todas las guas y todas las guas que tú te ponías en tu cuerpo, las cremas, todas esas guas entran por tus poros y, y todos esos químicos tu, tu cuerpo lo está absorbiendo. Y nosotros, yo voy a dedicar un episodio completamente a eso y porque y también voy a hablar de recetas para la, la, la gente que quiera hacer productos ellos mismos en su casa para su familia para eliminar toxinas yo quiero hacer accesible esa información en español aquí en Chile y por eso yo voy a dedicar mucho tiempo mío personal para educar a la gente porque realmente me, me llama mucho la atención la cantidad de químicos que los chilenos consumen diariamente. Es una wea impresionante. Todo, lo, puta, hasta las weas que le echan al piso. No se dan cuenta que caminan y, y, y tú sabes que la, la planta de tu pie tiene muchos receptores. 
si tú te pones a leer de eso y por qué la gente en, eh, empezaron a hablar, a caminar a, a pata pelada, porque, y le, le llaman Irving en los Estados Unidos, una wea muy hippie que, que, que están haciendo ahora todos los hippies, que eh, se llama Irving, y tú caminas a pata pelada en, en la tierra, weón, y tiene muchos beneficios. ¿Por qué? Porque tenemos receptores en las plantas de los pies. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Tan, limpian el piso flotante, el piso de madera con 20.000 químicos para no arruinar el piso, porque aparentemente el piso es más importante que tu salud. Entonces, en eso en eso vamos, vamos a entrar más en detalle en, en, en otro episodio en el futuro. Pero es simplemente un, un concepto que, que yo he observado aquí y que estoy tratando de sobrevivir porque, porque igual es, es cuático subirte a un tren y darte náusea porque... La gente se baña en colonia o en perfume, es brígido. Es muy brígido para mí salir al mall. Me enfermo, llego a la casa con dolor a cabeza, con náusea, me dan ganas de vomitar. Ya he vomitado dos veces. So, I'm serious. I'd be throwing up, bro. People, like, I feel like they spray perfume in my mouth. Like, they're... No, no. Pero, pero ya, yeah, ese tema... And we're back. Um, we wanted to touch on the subject real quick. I think we should do it in Spanish. What do you think? Should we do it in Spanish? Yeah, let's go. All right. So, queríamos hablar un poco de la diferencia um, que yo he estado observando um, aquí en Chile entre la manera que uh, parientan, no, la, la, la manera que crían a sus hijos aquí en Chile en comparación con los Estados Unidos o otros países Uh, centroamericano o latinoamericano um, le pregunté a Ivory cuál de, cuando estaba viviendo con, con una familia dominicana cuál es la diferencia entre la manera en que ellos le hablan a sus hijos como los tratan en comparación como las madres chilenas Uf, oh man so it's not really a big difference but there is a difference Once again, once again, it's it's it's. I, I think it's a, the class. No matter what country you come from, um, la clase de persona siempre igual. Aunque tú estés en los Estados Unidos, aunque tú estés en Chile, en Perú, uh, República Dominicana, Cuba, como sea, usualmente las clases siempre son iguales en todo país. Por ejemplo, en, en Estados Unidos, las personas que tienen plata, sus deportes son ten, tenis. Um, Uh, ¿Cómo se llama ese, ese deporte? Que andan en caballo con el Polo Polo uh, Nadando uh, Tenis Tenis Y ese aquí Cosas así Cuando tú vengas a Chile La clase alta aquí También Juegan esos, esos deportes Deportes Específicamente Se visten igual uh, Usualmente voten por la misma persona Aunque son de dos países distintos Usualmente están de acuerdo, según la clase. Entonces, yo creo en eso. Ahora yo creo que es la clase en cada país. Cada país tiene clase pobre, clase media, clase alta, etcétera, etcétera. Y aunque son de países distintos, esas clases usualmente se portan igual. ¿Ok? Se portan igual. Um, 
las madres acá uh, son madres fuertes y son buenas madres, pero lo que pasa es que usualmente se, se pegan mucho a sus hijos porque aparte de sus hijos no tienen vida. Muchos después de tener hijos dediquen toda su vida a eso. Y los hijos básicamente son dueños de sus padres. Especialmente si es una madre soltera. Ese hijo se convierte al marido de ella. El mejor amigo de ella. El pololo, el amante. El todo. El, 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 ¿Cómo se llama? El enamorado de ella. Es todo. La madre se enamora de él. Y él se enamora de ella. Porque usualmente los hijos eligen a su mamá antes que su mujer, antes que su esposa. Yo he visto eso millones de veces. Y lo, lo interesante es que las madres lo creen así. Los madres le creen a la mujer independizarse, vayan a la universidad, háganse esto, esto, pero le enseñan al hijo quédate con mami. Mami es todo, to, todo para ti. Aparte de tu madre, no, no, no hay nada. Y si tú le maltratas a tu hijo, ah, perdón, a tu madre, que Dios te castigue. <risa> así, así han las madres chilenas. Yep. Y, y, y cuando hay un polola, una novia, la madre es la persona que, que usualmente maneja eso. O sea, si, si la mamá no quiere la polola, el hijo usualmente le va a elegir a la mamá en vez de la polola o la novia o la esposa. Right. No hay mucha rebeldía de, de niños hombres en contra de su madre, casi, casi nunca. Exacto. Y, y sí, ¿no? Y yo puedo decir que desde una perspectiva, you know, nueva llegando con mi hijo que tiene 13 años y mis dos hijas que, que tienen 7 y 3 años. Cuando yo mando a mi hijo a lavar los platos en, la, en las casas de otra gente... Todos quedan locos. Uh, todo, you know, todo mi, puta, todo, mi familia, no familia, amigos, whatever. Todos se sorprenden que el Christopher cuida a las niñas, cambia pamper, limpia. Hace de todo lo que yo hago, él hace, porque él me tiene que ayudar. Simplemente es así. Y, pero aquí yo encuentro que eso casi no se ve. También, obviamente, tiene que tener algo que ver con el machismo, pero también el punto que está hablando Ivory a nivel psicológico es tan importante porque en realidad cuando las mujeres a las mujeres no se les permite tener sueño, especialmente su esta generación uh, como de mi mamá, de mi abuelita, eh, como que uno no puede tener sueños, no solamente sueños materiales, sueños de la educación, que es lo más básico que, que siempre la gente tiene, eh, también sueños puta de, de viajar, de conocer a gente, de tener, de tener uh, amantes, de, de romance, you know, like romance, and having like a great romance of your life. Eh, esas cosas no como que no son accesibles para todas las mujeres aquí en Chile, aunque está progresando mucho y hay, hay 
diferentes tipos de, de feminismo aquí en Chile y no estoy de acuerdo con todos, pero bueno, obviamente yo soy feminista, pero no del third wave y eso vamos a hablar en otro momento, pero, pero sí se ve el progreso, pero a, a la vez hay cosas que que realmente te llaman la atención, sí. que como miman a los niños aquí en Chile, eso no creo que en otras culturas se ve tanto, como la, la no sé, como uh, el otro día yo fui al parque con un, mi amigo de los Estados Unidos, el Nico, que es padre chileno, uh, a él lo criaron de una manera, pero él cría de una manera gringa, como yo crío a mis hijos. Los, nosotros dos éramos lo único en el parque, llamándole, habían como 20 niños, y, y con cada niño una mamá y un papá, o tal vez sola la mamá, pero éramos los únicos llamándole la atención a nuestros hijos. En cambio, todos los otros niños hacían las weas que se les daba la gana, gritando, pegándole a los otros niños, comiendo tierra, whatever. Nosotros, yo y el Nico, hey, Christopher, get down from there, or Amaya, stop that shit, or like, Naomi, what are you doing? <laughs> And like, y todas las otras madres y padres observándonos, y así como mirándonos, así como, oh my God, cómo le gritan a sus hijos en público, like, y, y yo te di, yo digo, yo voy al mall, o yo voy a la tienda, o al supermercado, o Jumbo, y hay niños haciendo escándalos, weón. O sea, tirándose al piso, gritando. like Y obviamente que eso se va a ver en todas partes del mundo. Pero la reacción de los padres es diferente. Like, a mis hijos no hacen eso porque en algún momento tal vez lo hicieron. Y yo, lo, I walked away. Y yo los dejé. Goodbye. ¿Quieres ese juguete? Yo dije que no. Y si, si me van a hacer escándalo, chao. Te dejo sola ahí gritando como loca, bye, y me voy, y me voy, y te dejo. Y lo ha hecho, y por eso mis hijos no me hacen eso. En cambio, aquí, ya en, lo, en un mes, un mes y medio que yo he estado aquí en Chile, he visto seis escándalos en lugares públicos, y las mamás, no, mi amor, pero ¿qué te puedo dar? Te compro una galleta, quiero un helado, ¿quieres esto? Por favor, no llores. And I'm like, what the... Tell that fucking kid to shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, shut up. What you doing? ¿Por qué, por qué le estás ofreciendo un, un, un uh, reward, un regalo para, para el, un comportamiento así? Y, y es muy interesante. Es muy interesante esa cultura de mimar. Aquí como, como, como madre lo ha observado varias veces en solo un mes. Uh, con mis propios hijos y, y todo el mundo me dice Paula, en, te juro que me han dicho como seis diferentes personas en una, en una semana, Paula tu, tu hijo es demasiado, es demasiado obediente ¿Cómo, por, cómo, ¿cómo lo haces? ¿por qué es tan obediente el Christopher? y, y la, la Maya un poco más rebelde porque tiene mi carácter, pero el Christopher ¿cómo, cómo, es, cómo lo hiciste? y yo ¿Cómo, weón? Es mi hijo, vive en mi casa. Yo toda mi vida me he sacrificado para él sola. Me ha, me ha sacado la chucha sola toda mi vida para, para darle de todo al cabro chico. ¿Para qué? ¿Para que no me haga caso? ¿Qué vale Si yo digo que no, weón, no me vaya a tomar soda, no me vaya a tomar soda. Si te mando a lavar los platos, no me vaya a dar cara. Ninguna weá porque 
puta, yo te compro tu comida, pago la renta aquí en mi casa, pago la agua, el internet, todo, pues, weón, todo. Entonces, ¿por qué tú no, no, no me vayas a hacer caso a mí o me van a dar una actitud? No, ni cagando, ¿no? Simplemente no, no. Pero otros niños de la edad de Christopher le dan color, po. Si yo tengo primos, tengo primos y amigos que tienen hijos de esa edad y... Y, y son pesados los cabros chicos, se pasan en su celular, no conversan mucho. Los niños de 13, 14, 15 años están en su volá, no ayudan no ayudan a la mamá. Así es. En hacer ninguna hueá, porque le traen le traen el desayuno a la cama, pues hueón, a los 13, 14 años. Le traen la lechita a la cama. <risa> What the fuck is... <risa> José, in, José. In fucking underwear. <risa> You're being his fucking underwear sitting. <laughs> with their mommy on the side of the bed. With their mo- with their mommy on the side of the bed in the morning. You want your lechita. Oh Lord. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I'd be feeling like I'm fucked up because I ain't never gave my son fucking breakfast in bed in his whole goddamn life. Ever, ever. Was Hosey still doing that shit? Bro, when we were over there, okay, my, my son's paternal grandmother, they live in another part of Chile, like, three hours away from here, and, um, fucking wonderful people, bro, like, but it's campo out there, you know, and they're just, they're awesome, and they welcomed all, all of us into their home, and, uh, and she, the first thing she asks is, like, do they drink milk in the morning? Or at night before bed, and I'm like, no. What the fuck are you talking I'm like, about? no. I'm like, no. My kids don't drink milk. Like, they really actually don't drink milk. Like, um, for many reasons, and I'm not gonna get into like nutritional wise. Like, they really don't drink milk. Um, I hear in Chile they just started having lactose again. Like a lot of like yogurt and shit. Because everybody, everywhere the fuck they go, everybody eats yogurt. Like kids eat mad yogurt here and drink a lot of fucking milk. And like no, like my kids don't. But whatever. So so she's like she's like, Paula, no 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 sé qué es que no sé qué hacer, no sé cómo servirles porque no toman leche en la mañana. <laughs> y que es que todos los niñitos toman su lechita en la mañana. And like Christopher's, goddamn food. Christopher's cousin, who is literally his same exact age, and he's the same he's the same exact age as um as Christopher, and he was his grandma bought him. Uh, milk to bed. He he brought milk. She brought milk to bed, and and just served him while he was in bed and like like warm milk, like a little kitten. <laughs> and you see how he look? Like a little baby kitten. He he he's he's what twelve years old, but he looks like he's what eight, <laughs> nine. He, de- he 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 definitely he's like a whole head shorter than Chris. Yeah. They're like, what you feeding this boy? <laughs> That's what everybody. What you feeding Chris? Well, why he's so big? I'm like, I don't know, bro. He eats vegetables and fruit. I don't know what the fuck y'all be feeding your milk? kids that they're so tiny. Milk, like, just, just give, keep giving them milk. milk. You think that you're giving them strong bones? Not nah. give them milk. It's just mostly pus. <laughs> That's just sad. But like, yeah. But that is just like so. That is our perspective on um, on uh, some Chilean culture and some observations uh, that we've. That we've witnessed here uh, in our time in Chile. And obviously I'm not, you know, uh, Ivory has been here for 10 plus years. And I, 
uh, I'm not new to this shit. You know what I'm saying? I lived this shit for three years back when I came to come live with my dad in college. When I was going to college and, you know, I grew up within Chilean culture, which is not too far removed from culture here in Chile. Just because I was in New York, I mean, it's not like we were hanging out with anybody else my whole entire life. We grew up around Chilean people, Chilean mothers, and and I know it well, you know. So it's it's dope to have somebody else who's a, an American who can understand Chilean culture from an outside perspective and... Um, me and Ivory are going to be doing a lot more shows and we're going to be bringing like more guests, like people, friends of his that, that might have different perspectives and shit to talk about. And at some point we're going to do some YouTube videos too. Yeah. We're going to also, you know, bring those, you know, those people, let you talk to them, you know, let people like those Dominicans we talking about, have them on the show too. Yeah. Just and ask questions. Yeah. Ask important questions. Why are you so fucked up? You know, why are you so <laughs> ignorant? You know, no, not, not fucked up in like a bad way. Like, literally. I, I just, I want to just look at Dominican women and tell them how beautiful they are. But not only Dominican women. All, all of them. Dominican, yeah, Peru. Every kind of woman that has dark skin Haitians. who don't look white. Yeah. Y'all are so, that's the fucking message, bro. Y'all are so fucking beautiful. Stop trying to be like ugly, fugly colonizers, bro. Seriously, bro. Trust me. I look like a colonizer. And I, I don't look in the mirror and hate myself. I love myself. But I don't think that I am prettier or more yeah. attractive than you in that's any motherfucking way. And that's yeah. the point. Is that you gotta love yourself no matter what. And you don't necessarily have to feel like you're better than anybody else. But definitely don't think that anybody's better yeah, than exactly. you. That is the motherfucking key. Because nobody is a better you than exactly. you and that shit, shit sounds corny as fuck but it's the goddamn truth yeah i like that you gotta motherfucking love yourself number one two and three right and that's that's the message and i love y'all and i send y'all some 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 beautiful light some orange light some healing light and the birds are chirping in the background i love it all right man peace out